here they come. Now, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonald, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Lyle. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. Welcome to the We Are Loud Championship Special Podcast. It's a build-up all week to the Carlo game. We'll have a chat with Derek Maguire, which we're going to enjoy, and we have a league and a league all about it review as well. Also, we'll I'll be picking my team, and we'll be I'll be giving my verdict on the Laird and Carlo game this Sunday. Right before we get into the Leinster Championship stuff, I'm going to stick to closer at home, and I'm going to do a very special. Um, League All About It Part 2 We've had two rounds since the last chat with John Savage Having enough time to go into it with uh, the championship uh, build-up Leicester Championship build-up So I'm going to go through the teams And I'm going to give one word As I go go down the list of divisions And to uh, maybe describe how they got on in the past two games And I should have a preview or a roundup of the star two star games that comes up next uh, in depth. So here we go. Newtown Blues, Dazzling, Clannagale, Goals, Dreadnoughts, Solid, Nave Martin, Slick, Matic Rangers, Plateau, uh, Sean O'Mahony's Tricky, St. Pat's, Durable, Ardy St. Mary's, Rising, and uh, Dundalk Gales, Uncharacteristic. Brides, Vital, Geraldine's Clawing, Coolie Kickham's Bottom, Huntertown Rovers, moving on to Division 2, Attack, Rahali's Flying, Kilcarely Chugging, Liv Finbarra Bounce Back Ability, um, Veckins In Touch, O'Connell's Stumbling, Oliver Plunkett's Surprising, um, Mokta's Floating, Glen Emmett's Unflattering, St. Joe's uh, Woes, uh, Roach Emmett's Clinging, uh, Glide Rangers Down, uh, Division 3, Dundalking Ireland's Favourites, St. Kevin's uh, Talented, Lanier, Ute, Napiercy Outsiders, uh, Nave Malachy Resurgent, Stabannon, Glimpses, uh, John Mitchell's Medium, Westerns, uh, Underperforming, 
Sean McDermott's plucky uh, tones uh, underachieving Colin Gale's positive Daryl Till negative and Nick's uh, low so that's all the teams um, hopefully that's a quick run through award the team summarise their past two games um, and we'll have a round up of the star games next week now let's get our loud and Carlo Leinster Championship preview underway here's an interview I did with Derek Maguire during the week Derek Maguire um, thanks for chatting to We Are Loud um, I, I feel now with, the, with this current loud panel Derek um, that the county doesn't know them as well so I'm going to throw a few quick fire questions at you to try and maybe get the connection with the with the public loud yeah. fans and the loud panel itself. So, who's the fittest man in the panel? Fittest man in the panel, yes. You um, can say yourself if you want. No, it's definitely not myself. Anyway, we've uh, we've we've a few young lads there now come into the panel, and um, James Afford, they're very fit. They're like, so well, obviously you've the the old head like Anthony Williams and Bevan Duffy, and the lads be very fit, but um. Jeez, if I pick the fittest man, I'd have to be Anthony Williams. Like he's like the man. He's a flyer. Like he's locking up the stats. His, sports, his, his speed, his ridiculous. And like if you, if you look at the results in the stats sports after games, like he's <laughs> he's uh he's head and shoulders above most of the lads. But yeah, no, but look, we have a very fit team, very young team. Um, the lads move well. Um, just unfortunately, we didn't get a few results this year. From like I know, obviously, it's not all based on stats, but you have to be able to perform. At, at that sort of intensity and hit them sort of levels to compete with teams and um, I suppose we were competing in that sense but uh, there's obviously other factors we're letting us down this year but, um, do, do you check those stats? Oh, of course you do, do. All... oh we do surely yeah like obviously you have your own little targets depending on what position you're in and look it's obviously it's not all based around, around stats like at the end of the day it's a game yeah. of football and like, you have to be able to put the ball over the bar you have to be able to pick a man out of the pass but look it all helps at the end of the day like so um Great to have it, but at the same time, uh, it's better to have a win too, you know. Yeah, yeah. So right, I'll, I'll run a few more with you. Um, which who's the hardest bastard on the team? The hardest. I would yeah. have to be. Uh, geez, I have to give the Bevan Duffy like the man. He, he come. <laughs> he comes from a rugby background. He, as uh, you know, like when you're going for a fifty-fifty ball with Bev, like you know it's Bev after you went for that ball. Like you might, <laughs> you might not see who it is coming, but you'll know who it is as soon as, as, soon as he hits you. You know. Um, which which player never takes off the leg gear? He's wearing <laughs> to the nightclub. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a little story there um, from uh, our, our captain Andy McDonald uh, back in I think it was far back in 2010. He was he was seen in the cinema with his uh, with his loud jersey number 11 in the back with, <laughs> with his girlfriend hand in hand. So Andy Andy was always well known for uh, wearing the leg gear when he probably shouldn't have been. Well, that's it now. The whole county knows that now. <laughs> Um, who's the most skillful lad in the team? Um, the most skillful. Um, geez, how I put him in the spot. Um, we have a few nippy forwards like who are very good in the ball. Like uh, I know when training, trying to tackle um, uh, young young Nally. He's uh, geez, he's very tricky. Like he can, he can go one way and strip the body the other way very, very quickly and stick the ball over the ball before before you can get you can you can turn. You know. But um, like, oh, you Ryan Burns there. Ryan, Ryan Burns very skillful. But if I had to, I suppose if I had to pick, who is the most skillful? You'd, I'd, I'd probably go with with, with the guy. Um, what's the column Nally? Yeah, Ross. Ross Nally. Yeah. 
and this is probably similar joint question. Who's the best dancer? Best answer, oh, like Tommy Donner. Tommy, Tommy Donner's number one dancer. He's always he's, he's always showing us how we can jive. Like he's, you know, <laughs> Tommy comes from raised Town there with a with a pride Wagon themselves wheel, <laughs> and, have you. and their and their jiving. So I give it to Tommy, yeah. And um, which player from around the county that's not on the panel you'd have on the panel? Say a brother. If you want? Um, I'd also tell a lot of players. Um. Like if Dean was fit, like obviously I'd, I'd have him. You'd have him make it. Any manager would have him on a team, but I suppose if I'm looking at my own club, um, you got Kieran Murray there, fullback. Um, like he's one of the fastest like players that I've ever had marking me in training, and he, uh, he, and you're going for a ball, you think you have it, and all of a sudden he's he's that big long arm that he gets in and. He's a sticky. Like I, if, if we were ever playing against a team and he was man marking their best player, I'd always be hundred percent confident that he's going to get the better of him. You know, so I, I'd, I'd love to see Kieran up here. He's definitely well fit for it. Yeah, he was. He was good at on the twenty ones when he was with. Them. Yeah, he's just good player. He, he's very. He's a very good player. Like I've, I've seen him in training, and I know what he's capable of. I just don't think the rest of the county knows knows how capable he was. Like we, when we won the the intermediate championship in two thousand and ten, he was man in the match and. I think he was only maybe nineteen years of age at the yeah, time, like so. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'd have him in, yeah, definitely. And then within the panel, the loud panel at the moment, currently, which one of them can you see or earmark as a manager that will become a manager? As a manager, yeah, down the line. We've plenty of leaders there. Um, on the pitch, uh, we have like obviously Anthony Williams there. We have Bevan Duffy of the middle, Andy McDonald. They're all leaders. Um, Decky Byrne there also. Uh, I think Decky Byrne is just he's a he's pure G and G a G A heart like to the heart like and yeah I can see him definitely being a manager in a couple of years like he he knows the stuff about football and um he lives it you know like everyone he does is based around football and I can't ever see him not being involved in in G A in, in some shape or form you know. So and um, you're talking with the club there. Thanks for those questions, um, Derek. Um. So did it, did April work for you with it going with the mix with the club and the county? Oh, it's a tricky one. Like it, it, I this year I enjoyed it. I, I did definitely enjoy getting back to the to the club after I suppose the unfortunate league campaign we had where it was very difficult not getting a win and every week going out like looking to turn the season around and then something going wrong and then end up getting bet by by more than we definitely should have getting bet. Like, and um, I suppose when we go back to the club then. Like we, I, I got a win, and I found my confidence coming back. Then I started to play with a bit of freedom, and and I came back to training then, and I felt more refreshed, I suppose, in that sense. But I suppose preparing for championship probably not ideal. That we could have got a few, um, a few friendlies in against. I know we got a friendly in against Wicklow during the week there, and we played a club game the night after. So that probably wasn't ideal. But look, you have to get them in. Um, I suppose it has its pros and cons and I suppose it'll probably work for me this year. I might not have worked for other fellas as a team. It probably wasn't ideal, but look, every team's in the same boat. We have to deal with it. So, uh, yeah, I suppose this year, I, I think it'll probably work for yeah, us. Yeah, like it, it probably was the best thing for Laird at the moment yeah. to get, they kind of, to wash away the bad feelings of the yeah, league, to get exactly. back with your club and what have you. And that was one of the questions I was going to ask. Like, did you take that league campaign personally? Jeez, oh, I did. Like, I, I think a lot of the boys did too. Like, um, like I felt like after every game, like you'd be annoyed going home, thinking what you did personally wrong, and you knowing you're better than what you showed out in, out in the pitch. And um, 
I, I, you couldn't help but not take it personally, you know. And um, and look, coming from the over the last two years, I think when he lost two two games in the league over the last two years, and then going from losing only two games to losing seven games in the trot, it was uh, it was very difficult to I I it was something I wasn't used to, and then getting relegated and tough. So it was a hard learning curve. It was a very hard learning curve. But I think we learned an awful lot from it in terms of obviously our game plan and mistakes we made and I'm hoping that now we can take this into the obviously into the Carver game that that's that's just due next week, you know. Yeah, and what's the biggest thing? What like was it I know it'll probably the shoe'll be on the other foot now. Like we went up and it was like we make a mistake and we get punished badly. Mm, big time. We'll be looking to punish Carlo. Mm-hmm. Well that's it, like they're coming from um, Division Four. We played in Division Four. We know it's not easy to get out of it. Um, but at the end of the day, like we were playing in Division Two, you make a mistake there, you get punished, and you get punished severely. Like make a mistake, and it was one game, you give a bad pass and the ball ended up in the back of the net. Whereas in, in Division Four, you might you might be able to get a few players back, and you know maybe can see the points. But like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a it's a completely different level. It's a level that. Uh, that Carl probably wouldn't would never have experienced just yet. I know they played last year in championship and done well against the Dubs and Dublins and all that. But the league campaign, it, it's a tough campaign. They even even just to consolidate in Division Two and look, that that was probably our goal this year was just to consolidate and to compete. And look, we probably didn't, but as I said, we learned an awful lot from it, and I think. We can take a lot more from our league than what what Carlo could probably talk from from their division four, in terms of game plan. I have no they they have a new game plan now where they're defensive that um they're getting players back and they they do bring intensity to games like we've seen we've seen videos of them and but um like we know we are definitely we're definitely capable of being Carlo but I was there in two thousand eleven when the betis <laughs> and um. I'll never forget. I never forget the feeling we were the first ever loud team to lose to a Carlow team in the championship, and and I, I always thought I'd, that'd be the last that'll ever happen. But you never know. It's a banana skin where you could easily fall into the trap of of um, thinking, oh, it's just Carlow and when Carlow are not they're not a bad team, you know. Like, no bad team wins a division. Yeah. So yeah, yeah look, it's funny because you have that you have that contrast. Say you played them a couple of years ago and you you beat them well. And then you have that kind of on the back of your mind, twenty eleven, and it's just it's, it's actually just yourself and Decky and actually Aaron Hoy was playing that they left. Like football has changed since then as well, you know. Yeah. Like you know, the way they're preparing, the way they're setting up, like every team now is setting up really well. So there's no really easy games, is there? Right? There's no easy games. Like it's it, it takes a lot. Like it, you ha- if you don't bring intensity and fitness to games. And obviously you have to be able to play football at the end of the day, but like to break a team down, like you have to be able to come off this toe to break the line of speed and get get numbers in because they're gonna have numbers back. We need to get numbers off the shoulder and find those gaps in their defence. And there will be gaps in the defence. And like obviously if you don't bring that aggression and intensity, you're not gonna find them. Um, like if we go out lax and thinking this is gonna be a, this is gonna be an easy championship game, we'd be in for a big surprise. So like it has changed an awful lot from. From from two thousand eleven, like I was I know myself I was playing corner forward back then when there was a bit of space, but there's no space for corner forwards anymore. And that I suppose that um that long ball into the forward line is not really an option anymore. There's two, three some sweepers of some games, so it has changed like 
game plans have changed. Everything, uh, the type of fitness has changed. The whole lot's changed. But look, we're getting we're getting there. We, as I said, we learned an awful lot from it in the league, and uh, we're going to bring in to the to the game against Cairo. Because it's very, it's nearly more mental now than physical. Like you're thinking, where where do I have to be when I don't have yeah. the ball? You can nearly be coming off the pitch, like not only physically tired but mentally tired. Yeah, you know, you yeah. can home at night and because you can barely talk, you you'd be so tired. Like and um, yeah, I know it's uh, it is it's a uh, it definitely changed from from the two thousand eleven, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I suppose the thing that in recent seasons you would like you would have had a stick to Peter's where it was, is were a good league team, and he couldn't bring it to the championship. Well, that was actually one thing we spoke about, kind of um, just after the league. I suppose we were. Um, we're just kind of taking taking a long hard look at ourselves and wondering where to where we're going to go and we just said look guys the last two years we we won we won the leagues and it was great and all obviously um, moving up a division but we then went into the championship and uh, me bet us two years ago and then last year it was it was me again Maybe I was again, yeah, yeah. me bet us two years in a row and realistically we didn't really have any sort of uh, championship campaign so look we can. Uh, as the old saying goes, championships, championships, everything. You know, like the championship will define your season. If you have a good run, the championship, everyone forgets about the league. You know, exactly, so yeah. We so our plan is to get like obviously take each game as it comes. Like we're not looking past Carlow at all, but if you get a good run in the championship, then obviously you can pick. You get, obviously get a bit of confidence, and you can just forget about that league and kind of move on, and hopefully get a few wins and move on the next year. You know, so yeah, because it'll more or less define the season. It would yeah, surely yeah. You that's what everyone says. The championship always defines the season. Like, and hopefully, I won't forget the league we had. You know. Yeah, and like you had a massive turnover with players like leaving, and we'll have say fourteen, maybe or sixteen lads, and then even lads have lost throughout through the league as well. Have you done anything to bond the squad together or get um, new lads in? Or but we, it was very difficult losing. Like obviously, our um, the Star Wars, Cajun Reed, and Pops, and Peppy, and Peach, and. Okay. You could sit here all in the name of the boys, but like, <laughs> like these these lads are t- lads who, who you'd have on your on your first fifteen any day, you know. So and losing those lads and bringing new lads and blood blooding them is like, in division two is probably not the best division to be doing that. Like, but like you have to say, like a lot of the few of the boys that come in done very well. Like the likes of Emma Carlin there, like, like I'd never heard of him before before he come up the loud and. He's um he's probably been our best player this year so far, you know, yeah. like he's he's unbelievable. Like um like I couldn't go over how well he how, how good he is, you know. So there's a few players that come in and there's a few players who'll take a bit of time just to to, to blood into the like I talk myself talk a couple of years of thing to, to learn the to learn the I suppose the trade of, of an inter county footballer and like it's not easy. But um look we, we um we we had a few weekends away there where we we Claire Tipperary and um Cork and I suppose the uh, piece had us all together in room, bit of crack, you know. So yeah, like, yeah. that kind of got us to know the younger lads would be better, and um, and, you know, like to, to fit us straight into the team, uh, into the squad. Like the lads are great crack, you know, and they work hard and train, and, and bring a great attitude. They listen, they listen to the to the old that they're the lads and the managers, and it's great to see that, you know. So because. Like, as, as well as having all the lads in the team, you need you need that young them young fresh. Yeah, the band is good. Like it's it like, is not that early. I know we lost, so we we didn't do it too well in, in the league, but um, the camaraderie there and in, in the camp's great. Like um, the, the lads all get on with each other, and you do look forward to coming to train and like, seeing the lads and then working hard and after training. So 
look, it, there is good camaraderie there. I, you know, after the league, you probably wouldn't think there was, but um, no, look, there definitely is, yeah. I suppose the big boost Laird got is Brendan Murphy going and um, leaving the Carlo team. You were Brendan Murphy last year. You were. You said, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, look, Brendan, obviously, Brendan Murphy's a great player and um, big midfielder, but Brendan Murphy's not, he's not Carlo, you know. They've, um, they've a lot of other good, uh, good players in the team and. Like they play a system, and one player is not gonna is not gonna cause a system to collapse, you know. So, Brendan's gone. They have a lot of other Brendans in the team who can do a job, and um, that doesn't mean anything to us. Okay, that's a player gone, but that doesn't mean I think that's we're still gonna. We still are game plan. We're gonna implement that in them, and do you know? And like it must have been hard looking at like hearing the scores and what have you last year. Like looking at loud from a distance, like you must be chomping at the bit now to. To get out on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Like when I was, I was listening to the when I was when I was over in Boston, I was listening to them, to to the to it in LMFM, and it was ah, it was it was a nice listen to it. Like, but like yeah, when you're over there, you're you you're mad to be playing. You wish you were there, and um, so I when before he came home, like I, I couldn't wait to get back training. You know, I couldn't wait to go back see the lads, and um, like I, I nearly, I nearly, uh, you're hung, you get more hungry to play then. You know, yeah. so um. Yeah, no, it's great to be back. I'm delighted to be here for the championship and I'm really looking forward to it. Brilliant. Derek, thanks very much for chatting with We Are Loud. Thanks very thanks much. Thanks for having me. You know that chick that used to dance a lot? Every night she'd be on the floor shaking what she'd got. Man, when I tell you she was cool, she was red hot. I mean she was steaming. And that time over at Johnny's place. Hopefully you enjoyed that interview with Derek McGuire. He gave a few insights there, a few funny anecdotes about the, the current squad that a lot of people don't know about, and it's, it's nice to know those things. Especially now, you, you, you can know if you know the player better on the field, that's not from your own club, uh, it makes you want to get behind them. And they're all a great bunch of lads, they're all working very hard, and they a tough league campaign. But um, Derek kind of let us all know that the morale is high within the camp. They've been training hard. April probably came, couldn't have came at a better time for them to get back to the clubs and build up a bit of confidence. And speaking of that, I'm now going to pick my loud team. Um, I suppose there's no surprises that um, I'll have Craig Lynch in goals, back them to start of the league. Hopefully he'll maintain that. He, and he'll uh, up his performance. He's been playing very well for the Martins. Um, in the full-back line, it's... Um, it's kind of I'm kind of picking the team that will suit the the way the car the way the Carlos set up and it'll hopefully make us tight as a result as well. And the Fergal O'Donoghue calling back, Emma Carlin continuing to set a full back, and then Owen Lafferty in the other corner back position. Um, Derek Maguire sweeping, and then the half back line of Evan Keenan from the Marys, uh, Bevan Duffy centre half, and Anthony Williams left half. So a lot of mobile players in there in the full back line, the likes of Carl and Laverty or Donahue. Um nice and mobile because it's gonna be wide open, it's gonna be fluid, the positions aren't going to be really uh held. Carlo are gonna drop men back and Laverty and O'Donoghue have the legs to go with the roving players and probably Carlin will more than likely pick up Dara Foley. Um he's probably the their sharpest shooter along with Paul Broder Broderick, who's their free taker. Um Darrell Foley actually played in that game against O'Connell's in Leinster where there was about 10 players sent off and he stood out that day as well good good player um, Carlin looked to pick him up 
um, half-back line of Keenan, Duffy, Williams, very mobile, very strong, very hard-hitting, and they'll have to put in a lot of work because the Carlo half-forward line dropped deep, so we'll always be comfortable on the ball there and patient possession, not kicking it away and playing it to Carlo's hands. So you'd like to think with Maguire there, with um, young Keenan there, with um, Bevan, Duffy and Williams, all good fellas, driving up the field at pace as well because we'd love to hit them on the counter if they, if they do kick a ball away because it's it's going to be down to quick kick outs from Lynch quick quick uh, transition from defence to attack and hopefully those boys can inject the speed around the middle of the field um, I'll have Tommy and Andy um, and you'd like to play Bevan in the middle of the field like play Andy in the 40 but with the with the way this, the squad has been tinned with, uh, more with uh, James Stewart opting off and Conor Early it kind of means that the panel is very sort of limited in who'll play where and who'll play in what position. So I'd go with Tommy and Annie around the middle of the field. I'd love to see Bevan and Sean Murphy there, uh, their hard running midfielder. Um, but Andy probably do that role and really put hope look to put Murphy on the back foot. And um, Tommy's been solid all year, even in Division Two, he's held his own up at a higher level. So those two will, will work. They would have played together. Um, Already, so the partnership will already be there. They'll be patient in possession. They look to kick points. I think Tommy made his live debut for Car- against Carlo, um, the Auburn Cup a couple of years ago as well. <coughs> um, on the two wings, uh, forward I go with McSorley and Decky. Um, the way the way Carlo set up, it's going to be there's either two ways of getting at them. There's either uh, pace on the flanks, which McSorley gives you, or you're shooting from long range, and that's Decky all over. We look to uh, play. I'd like to bring Connor Grimes out the field onto the forty, so we can hit it, hit the attacks late, or even swap inside. But if he's if he's in full forward, it gives them a very easy job of just standing in front of him. And why make their lives easy? Bring Grimes out the middle of the middle of the field, middle eight on the forty. Swap in and out, drop in and out. Probably catch them on guard, and then inside I'll start Bornsey and Nally. The two chaps uh, have been flying with their with their with their clubs. Um, it's been bad. They they badly needed the shot confidence after the Division Two League campaign, so those two boys will be inside, full of form, sharp onto everything, hard working as well because they're not going to get that much space by the way the way Carlo are going, and then you have options off the bench. You have Kieran Downey, William Woods in attack. You have Darren Marks, James Craven, Smith from the Brides for defence, and then there's a couple of three there's three new players there as well. Darren McConnell from Marty, Aaron O'Brien from. Matt Rangers and Fergal Malone from Cooley. So those boys are in. They may make it off the bench. They might even some of them might even start. Um, but I feel it's just probably a little bit too early for them. Um, but don't be surprised. So that's my team. And uh, if you have any complaints, a lot of people do. Um, tweet me at We Are Loud and send in your team. And um, I probably will have a reaction um, when the team is named on the We Are Loud Facebook channel. Up next, um, I'll be giving my preview and lowdown on uh, the Carlo game. Laird versus Carlo, my um, Leinster Championship um, preview. Hopefully it's not the last Leinster Championship game I'll be previewing this year. 
but um, the way the way feelings around the county is, it's it's probably cautiously not optimistic, uh, pessimistic. If anything, I think uh, after such a negative league campaign, we come into it a bit of a low ebb. Um, not great feeling around the county towards the county team. Um, people are struggling to get up for it, but. Uh, on the other hand, you look at Carlo and there, there it's all it's, it's all positive news coming out of Carlo. Even though they were betting the Division Four final, they got promoted first promotion since nineteen eighty five. That's twenty three years ago. Even the Carlo man is the new Arch Doher in GA is taking over from um, Park Duffy, Tom Ryan. So things are rising for Carlo as the hashtag goes. The annoying hashtag of Carlo rising that we see everywhere, and there's plenty of hype around them. Um, on the other hand, we we've had a we've had time to maybe reflect and get our confidence up in April and go back to the club, back to basics. Let the lads train uh, with it, with the club, with the county, freshen things up. Ground got gets harder. Um, bit of a sun on your back, like out playing. You know, every, the league's easily forgotten about then. Like the past couple of years, we've gone into leagues, gone into the championship with really good league campaigns, and they've meant feck all. So hopefully that that kind of approach of uh, wiping the slate clean on both sides for the championships for the leagues will be fine for the championships because, it, it, like as 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 the old cliche goes, it's all in the day with championship. So hopefully we bring it. Um, but then you do look at it and you think that. Uh, Having played Division Two football all winter, like that's a massive step from Division Three, and it's a massive step from Division Four. So you'd like to think that will stand to us as a, a as a new young side under new management. Hopefully, we have that all going for us. The lads were away the weekend in Briefy House bonding again, so the morale is good. Even you heard from Derek that you you'd be, you'd be surprised to think that the morale is going that well that it actually is. Um, to get a chance to bond even more. Get the game plan down because that's the thing with Carlo. They do bring an awful lot uh, to think about for a Division Four team. It just shows there's no easy games out there anymore. Um, if Carlo are bringing this organised uh, kind of structure of play, we'll have to be really honest. They're they're very hard to they're very hard to break down even for a Division Four team. Dublin seen it last year. Monaghan the same. Like you have to be very very patient with them. They don't. Very, did very rarely concede goals. Um, Stephen Poacher is in there, the well touted coach from from down the road and down. Uh, he's working along Torlock O'Brien. He seems to be a good delegator. Seems to be a good facilitator. He's a nice man in general. He's bringing a bit of pride back to Carlo, which is nice to see. But um, we'll hopefully have worked on it. We'll be we'll be able to break it down. We we know how to break down a uh, sweeping man. For man cover defense, uh, blanket defense, as you will, because we we played it in Division Three and Four as well, um, but this is this seems to be more of a full mask, thirteen fourteen men behind the ball, Dara Foley and um, Paul Roderick more or less stay up, but everyone everyone from Carlo just drops back and sits in front of the, uh, sits in front of the defense really front of the D. We'll have to really have our shooting boots on from long range. You've seen in the league final where Leash got beat them. It was long range points 
from beyond the 50 or out on the, on the width or driving through the middle and winning freeze. That that looks to be the only way to kind of to kind of get either you you kick points the long range or you 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 drive around the side and flick it out and point it over on the big side or you 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 force freeze. So that's that's what we look to do. Hopefully we can do. We have the quality of players to do it. Um, Brendan Murphy's gone from Carlo. That's a massive boost for Loud. Um, Murphy blows hot and cold when he's hot. He was hot like 2011. He kicked points from everywhere against us. 2016, he was kind of anonymous. And he never really meets his expectations. So how big of a blow that is to Carlo, I don't know. Sean Gannon will probably go in the middle of the field or they'll find someone else. But with with Carlo, positions don't really play play that me that much to them. They're so fluid. Everyone drops back. It's 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 a full block of of players really more so than positions. Um, you, you look at from the changes from twenty sixteen where we beat them heavily. Um, Daniel St. Ledger was full back. He's now into the centre half. Uh, Darrell Bryan's around the middle as well. He starts in fourteen. John Murphy was centre half that day. He's one of their sweepers. So they have they've changed the teams around. They've tweaked it a little to make themselves defensively strong. They look to counter attack us, but um, hopefully we can set up right, hold hold um, hold Carlo relatively um, at bay in attack wise, and then look to stifle their counter attack and uh, break down their defense. We'll have to be very very patient. Like this is the thing, the way the way you you look at it and you think oh. I wouldn't be surprised if we were better where we're going this year and it wouldn't surprise me at all if we do beat them because we have the talent, we have tons of talent in the team. Like you look at Andy, you look at Conor Grimes, you look at Decky's. like if Decky gets a shooting goal from long range, that's a massive boost for us. You have Bornsy, Ross Nally, William Woods even um, and then you have the likes of Bevan. Bevan will relish this game. It'll be like nearly a rugby game with a wall of... Uh, a line of opposing players against each other and you're looking to find angles and find space and go into contact or brush off contact that'll suit the likes of Bevan driving from half back it'll suit Anthony Williams as well Emma Carl I know we have a few debuts but I'm calling it it's going to be a loud victory um, hopefully uh, hopefully it's a good day like last weekend we get the, the good weather we like Port Leash wide pitch. We've had favourable results down there in the league against Leash. Leash have beat Carlo twice this year. Um, there's no reason why we can't beat them. I think if we focus on our jobs, not let the Carlo hype get into our heads, or maybe use it as motivation, we can uh, we can really get the ball rolling and um, winning the championship. It could define Pete McGrath's season, really. You know. Uh, it hasn't been great so far, Loud's campaign. But like you, it's simple. You win in you win in the championship, and all is forgotten for the rest of the year. You're, you're looking onwards and upwards. So that's my verdict. A loud victory. Um, thanks for tuning in. You, you can check out the We Are Loud uh, channels on uh, Periscope, Twitter, um, and Facebook. So get get it all there. There should be bits up during the week. I'll probably have a reaction to the team. Um, so I'm really looking forward to Sunday now um, all that's left to be said is best of luck boys and uh, up the loo